Hey, man. Hey, buddy. I guess this is going to be one long episode of Deja Vu. But, I mean, what you going to do, right? It was it was an accident. I, dude, I still don't know. So basically what happened was, I want to say last Tuesday or last Sunday, some, somewhere early last week, I was fiddling with the, the second recording session. And then I, I closed it, uh, saving some progress on it. And then I opened it on, like, Tuesday or something like that or whenever that was. And it was all messed up. And I was like, okay. So I tried to fix it. It wasn't fixable. And then I tried to restore a previous version from Windows. And that screwed everything up. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It was, a, it, was a, it was a fucking mess. Damn, I'm sorry, dude. Hey, man, it happens. I just got to save everything now onto my external hard drive from now on. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Let's reintroduce the episode and then we'll just pick up from why we hated Batman vs. Superman. Sound good? Okay. All right. All right, uh, let's do this fucking intro that I hate doing every time. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, world. This is John Flores. I am the host of Flores and Friends Podcast. I am joined by my dear, dear brother from another mother, Justin Hartwell. I really, just before we get started, I really want to give a shout out. I've taken up way too much of this man's free time. And he's generously offered and been so supportive. I really do appreciate it. How you doing today, man? I'm doing fine, man. Just lounging around. Dude, don't don't worry about it. Like, this has been a fun discussion. It's fun to actually get it out there for other people to listen to. Because, you know, people always get our little tidbits and quips every so often. But now it's all actually catalogs. So I can just tell them, oh, refer to this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, <laughs> it just sucks because we, we had this finished and then we lost it. And now we gotta rediscuss it all over again, like some fucking Groundhog's Day shit. Well, at least it's something easy to talk about, so. Yeah. Okay, so we left off on Batman vs. Superman and what we liked about it. We discussed, you know, it was really cool. Ben Affleck as Batman was really good. Wonder Woman was really good. We talked about how the action was really good. But then we were going to discuss what we hated about it. So the main thing was Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Exactly. Because, I mean, now don't get me wrong, because, you know, some people say this is like a bias, but I actually love Jesse Eisenberg as an actor. I think he's a phenomenal character. But as Lex Luthor and him being all manic and paranoid mm-hmm. and almost a prince of schizo mm-hmm. it, it's not like Luthor Luthor is a calm controlled you know he has a he has a temper but as a persona he walks in and immediately dominates the room and you know you're here for him yeah. and you're lucky to be in his presence kind of like persona emanating from him yeah he's a mastermind I mean Superman has a lot of villains Superman has a lot of villains but only like three or four of them are at his level when it comes to physicality and strength. They're like Darkseid, Zod, certain versions Brainiac. of Brainiac, Bizarro, Solomon Grundy. It's like he has villains that 
he, he, will, he will get into punching matches. Doomsday. But Lex Luthor is his nemesis because while Luthor could never defeat Superman in a fist fight, he can outsmart Superman. He can fuck with Superman mentally, strategically. He's brilliant, and he's not a lunatic. He's... He's like a, he's just a sociopath. Like he resents what Superman stands for. Like Lex is all about. Just a little aside for people who may not be familiar with Lex Luthor, the comic book version. Well, it all depends on what version of Lex Luthor we're talking about. But in general, he resents Superman because Lex is not only brilliant, but he's physically. He's the peak specimen of human physiology, both physical and mental. Yeah, he's pretty much. Like an evil Bruce Wayne, if you want to look at it that way. He's an evil Bruce Wayne yeah. who is not Batman. And he resents Superman because Superman is so powerful and Lex can never equal him. Like, he's literally what Lex cannot have or what Lex cannot be. So he hates Superman for because for he resents reason. him. Yeah. You know, he's worked, he's literally come from the bottom up. He was born poor and then studied his ass off to become a brilliant, you know, businessman and then uh, started, you know, working out and became the peak, you know, physical sense for, you know, his age and everything. And then Superman drops out of the sky and he's all of a sudden, like, perfect. And he hates that, that he just, he's just gifted with all of these superpowers and everything and Lex had to work for it all. Well, just, just for the record... Some versions of Lex start out poor and work some way up. Some versions of Lex are born into like a wealthy establishment. Like probably most familiar people would be with is on Smallville. Like Smallville, Lex Luthor is rich already. But it's all about just the resentment. Like he hates Superman because Superman represents something Lex can never have, and Lex that drives yeah. Lex to to super villainy. But I think I, I think I've told you this before. I don't blame Eisenberg. I don't think it was his creative choice. I think that he was directed to do this. Like, I think that, as I've said before, I think that the filmmakers thought this is the Lex Luthor we want. Jesse Eisenberg, do it this way. And, and I mean, he really went for it. He he really went all out on it and stuff like that. I mean, if that's what Luthor they, they, that they were going for, then he nailed it. But... That's not Luthor in any version of any storyline. That's not Lex Luthor. Yeah, I really think the best Lex Luthor live action. I mean, there's only been three. I want to say, uh, well, four if you count Smallville. But Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor at Superman Returns was the perfect Lex Luthor. He wasn't manic. He was very intimidating, and he just wasn't. He wasn't crazy. He's just a sociopath. There's a difference. Yeah, you yeah, you nailed it. And okay, so further along, Doomsday was a disaster. Yeah, the the movie was just bad. It's it's just it was doing too much. We talked about it earlier. It was just doing too much. They literally okay, so I think we talked about this last time. How many different storylines did they have going on in this film? They had they had a Batman film. They had a Superman film. They had a best. They had a Wonder World Woman intro. They yeah. had the Flash cameo, they yeah. had the introduction of the other quote-unquote metahumans, oh, they had yeah, the dark side reference, they had, like, they had so much thrown into this. It's, it's like they took DC Comics, threw it against the wall, and whatever stuck is what they ran with. Yeah, they literally have a Man of Steel sequel, 
a Batman movie, introduction of the Justice League. They have a world's finest movie, and then they have, spoiler alert, the death and return of Superman thrown in. That is way too much for a fucking movie to have. That's just insane. And then also, like, you know, a lot of people didn't recognize this, and it took me until the end of the film to realize it. But that whole, like, fever dream that Batman had when he was in, like, the stand, uh, like, wasteland, he had, like, what that is, it, that's Apocalypse. Yeah. Dark Side's planet. Yeah, that's the thing, you don't... And, and then they squeeze in Flashpoint Paradox with Flash. It's like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? See, when I went and saw that with Jamie, Jamie kept looking at me, like, at every, like, 10, 20 minutes, like, what the hell's going on? Like, I have no idea. I'm just watching it, trying to keep up. There is no it's, reason for all of that mess. Yeah, it's just too much. It's, like, it's pretty obvious to anyone who's been following that DC had a lot of catching up to do. So this was their Hail Mary, we need to go 90 yards to catch up to Marvel, so everybody go deep. We're just going to go for it. And it's just, like, you know... You had plenty of time on the clock to, you know, you know, get a few first downs and shit like that and work your way ever so slowly. You don't have – it's not a race. Like people aren't like saying, oh, Marvel is such a head. It's like you could catch up to Marvel or you could be at their level if you just take your fucking time. Jesus Christ. Well, and it's also like my roommate Brandy said, you know, they're – Warner Brothers and DC had this bar set for them as far as movies go. Yeah. And they always go up to that bar, and then they stay there. Yeah. Marvel constantly keeps raising that bar. Yeah, we're about to get into that one. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, they just never seem to, like, want to expand past it. They look at it like, oh, yeah, this looks good enough. And then they they let it go. The, The joke that everybody makes about this film, and I can't, just thinking about it, I'm like, it's still just impossible. It's really hard for me to believe that this actually happened in a movie. But Batman and Superman are fighting, and Batman's about to kill him. But because they have this, their moms have the same first name. That's what stops. Oh my God! The film. Right. And that's the thing. That would never happen. They would. They would have some kind of discussion as to what's going on. Yeah. And then it's just a simple. Lex has my mom. And he sent me here, and if I don't bring your head, he's going to kill her. You know, it's a simple it's simple line of dialogue. Like, and that's one thing we've covered, you know, in a bunch of movies. Like, all it takes is a simple dialogue. And yeah. I don't know if we discussed it on the podcast or not, but a simple couple lines. Yeah. My mom's cat, I need help. Or, yeah. I didn't come here to kill you, Luthor sent me. And then, Batman, Batman is the world's greatest detective. That's what everyone keeps forgetting. Yeah. And I know we brought that up several times over and you don't really see that in these movies if you want a good version go to batman the animated series yeah we and he does both he becomes the detective and the crime fighter we made a lot of references to batman the animated series and the justice league animated series and the superman animated series because they really are a culmination of like decades worth of character history and they just culminate into such a a great adaptation of the characters, but it's. I, I rewatched the fight. First off, let's talk about the fact that the fight is only eight minutes long. Like the movie's about Batman versus Superman, and their fight is only eight minutes long. The movie, I think, is a hundred and fifty minutes long, and you literally have to go through almost two hours of boredom, of boredom, to get to this fight. It's just like what. 
the fuck are we doing here? Get to the fucking point. And then the, the point that the fight starts and ends yeah. so abruptly and for no reason other than Martha. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's, uh, that's asinine. And I just, that is asinine and horrible story writing. And I just wanted to echo what you said. Like, there's, like I said, I rewatched the fight. There are so many times at the beginning of that fight if Clark, who is a god amongst men, who could easily just stop the fight at any time and be like, hey, Bruce, they have my mother. Like, that's it. It's just the most contrived eight minutes of stupidity. I've, it's, it's just so dumb. Like, and we could talk about how, like, the the explosion at the fucking congressional meeting was really dumb. It's like, why would you blame Superman for that? What what would ever make you think that Superman had like blew up that building? It's like, obviously Superman didn't blow up the building. Why does everybody hate Superman? I don't get what the fuck is going on here. It's so dumb. It's just, if, if Superman wanted to kill everyone in that room, he would kill everyone in that room without an explosion. It's just so like. Uh, it's like, and then another thing that I don't think we talked about in Man of Steel, but we can talk about now. Lois Lane is essentially useless in all these films. She literally shows up in the most random places that she would never be. And I'm just like, what? Like what? She's completely wasted. She, she just shows up to give like explanations and shit like that and expository dialogue. And it's just like, yeah, she helped further the plot, which it's surprising since the plot is so thin. Yeah, it's... And then they... they and then Doomsday. Jesus Christ. They fucking... Oh, Doomsday. Doomsday is not that hard of a character to, like... It should not be this hard to get this right. They shouldn't even have it included him in it. They're just like, why do you need Doomsday in it for? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's... It's a shit show of a movie. And then to the people who are out there like... Dude, it wasn't that bad. It was good. It was from the... If you, if you truly like the comics, and if you truly have a history of liking comics and everything, you'll know this movie was garbage. Like we talked about, it had some good things. Like it had Batman, Wonder Woman. Batman goes in that warehouse and kicks a bunch of ass, like Arkham style and shit like that. That's yep. pretty cool. But that and Jeremy Irons. I, I keep forgetting about Jeremy Irons as Alfred. He was really good in it for like the two seconds he's in it, but... Yeah. It... <sighs> but it's not a cover up the entire disaster of a movie that it was. Yeah, and we need to talk about the fact that all of the problems, I really believe all the problems we discussed about this film, the the stupidity of the movie, the clusterfuck of the movie, all of it can go back to the director, Zack Snyder, who we've we talked about his other works, like Watchmen, we both really liked. It's It goes back to him, it goes back to the writers. I can't remember all the writers for this movie, but... It's just the people steering the bus are just like, we need to take this bus to 100 miles per hour. It's like, this bus isn't meant to go 100 miles per hour. What the fuck? I don't get it, dude. I I, I genuinely do not know. Okay, let's talk about arguably, in my opinion, the best film of the year so far. I, for years, I've thought that The Dark Knight was the greatest superhero film of all time. Now, Captain America, Civil War... I think is at least as good or better than The Dark Knight. It is so perfect in so many ways. I, 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 I can't, 
I can't say enough good things about this film, man. I mean, it, I mean it's a perfect like, side-by-side comparison of how DC and Marvel handle these movies. Because yeah. both movies had a ton of characters introduced. Yeah. Both movies had a huge fight scene. Yep. Or two big fight scenes. Yep. Both movies had a lot of backstory that they had to cover. Yep. And a lot of exposition. Yep. But if you put them side by side, Captain America like does it right. They have all the explanation that you need. They let you, you know, com- come with your own thoughts on on the things that you're supposed to. Yep. And then guide you with the ones that you that need the explanation. I would you know, argue it has the right amount of humor. Yeah. It gets deep and dark without it dragging the whole movie down with it. Like the fight scenes are phenomenally well done. Yeah. You have. The introduction of Spider-Man and Black Panther, yep. which gives just enough background to introduce them, but not like a whole nother, you know, reintroduction of a character that we know the storyline, a.k.a. Batman from Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, it, it is the pinnacle of large-scale superhero movies, and we haven't even gotten... To Infinity Wars yet, which the rumor is they're going to have a cast of 58 characters. 58. 58 comic book characters and or heroes and or villains is going to be in one movie. Yeah. Which is absurd. Because Civil War did it with, what, 10, 12? 12 superheroes and about, I would say, 15 main cast, yeah. And, And they nailed it. They did, they did better work with more people yeah. in Civil War than what Batman and Superman did with three heroes. Yeah, I Three would, heroes, two main villains. I would say that Civil War had more plates spinning than Batman versus Superman, but it pulled it off and then some. It's like, we, we were both excited about this film ever since it was announced. We were right. really excited when they mentioned Black Panther, and I was super excited and I'll go off on my tangent again about Spider-Man in this film. We were both super excited when they announced Spider-Man. And when you saw all the trailers and you saw the hype, they were like, there's no way this film can live up to the hype. And, I mean, it's the same problem Age of Ultron had. It had to follow up on the Avengers. It had to do better. I think it did just as well. A lot of people didn't like it as much. But this film had so much expectations it had so much hype, and it met everything. It was so good. Like, like I think we've said, that airport fight scene was worth the price of admission right there. I would have paid twice the price of admission to see that one scene. That was just incredible. Like, just take that scene, for instance. As much as it was going on in that one scene, did you ever think we would see Iron Man and War Machine fighting Giant Man on screen? What the... What, 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 this is the age we live in now. And, and the fact that they set that standard yeah. is going to be absurd because now if, if, if that's the standard, I, I, I'm floored because Marvel has yet, outside of you know Thor 2 and uh, Iron Man 3, which we both said were very, yeah, for both of us. I liked, you know, I liked with, Thor 2 better than I liked Iron Man 3, though. Exactly. Well, but again, like those are the... You know, the low points of Marvel. And if those are the low points, yeah. then the, then the rest of this is going to be nuts. Like, the coming years with what they have coming out is going to be 
absolutely insane. Yeah, and the other thing, not to harp on Batman vs Superman much longer, but it really is symptomatic of where both companies are right now. The differences between these two films, but like I felt like Batman vs Superman was really trying to say something about superheroes' roles in society. How much power they should be allowed to have? Are they responsible to us? What What are they trying to do? And I felt like both films were trying to tackle these issues. And Batman vs Superman was just dark and dumb, while this was vibrant, exciting, and actually kind of deep. Like I don't know. I'm sure your friends were conflicted about it or had their opinions about the the topic of in this in this fictional world. What are the role of superheroes and who are they responsible to? I heard great arguments from fans and moviegoers and the audience i heard solid arguments from on both sides like people were taking sides and it's not that either side is wrong it's just how do you look at the issue and that's the thing like you get you get probably just as much time of these heroes outside of their suits yeah you know in quote unquote civilian clothes yeah discuss these issues like person to person yeah and not just, you're stupid, no, you're stupid, and then they start swinging like they did in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, like, we, we talked about Batman and Superman fighting, how, like, five seconds of dialogue, then they could have avoided the fight. In, in Civil War, <laughs> they, when, they only started fighting when, when they were done talking. Like, there was nothing else to discuss. Literally, we've, we've exhausted all diplomatic conversations here. It's time to throw down, me versus you. Yeah, Cap literally says it. He's like, okay, now we fight. It's like, this is how this was going to end. And, and that's it. Like, I don't, know, I don't know how else we can better explain this for the world because yeah. it's literally what it boils down to. Batman vs. Superman could have been avoided with one to two lines of dialogue. Yeah. And Civil War only happened because they went through pages of dialogue and yeah. still couldn't get to a resolution. But the fact that, I don't know about you, but I still have friends that, I will ask them, Team Captain or Team Iron Man. Yeah. And they will say one or the other, and then you, you get a little bit of a rivalry, like, wait, you're Team Iron Man? Yeah. I'm Team Cat. How the hell do you think, Team? And like you like to reiterate what you said, it gives valid discussion. And yeah. if you can draw that from a superhero movie, yeah. you're doing something right. The one gripe that a lot of people had with this film is and we discussed this before was Baron Zemo how he was he really wasn't as important as they wanted him to be but I was like he's not the main bad guy he is a catalyst but he's not the bad guy like the issue is the bad guy like the the civil war the fighting is the bad guy like Baron Zemo sets things in motion I feel like people who got upset about Baron Zemo's role or lack thereof we're looking for a conventional, overarching, like, mastermind bad guy for the good guys to fight. It's like, no, that's not what this film's about. It's about Tony versus... Yeah, it's about it's about Team Iron Man versus Team Cap. It's like, that's what, that is the issue at hand, not can we stop Baron Zemo. Although, at the end, they do have to get together for a little bit to stop him. And I really liked the twist at the end, because, I think I said this before, I really should have saw that coming. Spoiler alert, that it's all about... Zemo's main plan was to just destroy the Avengers and all that stuff from within, and he pretty much succeeds, and he does that by revealing to Iron Man that Bucky, uh, the Winter Soldier, killed Stark's parents, and so I was like, oh yeah, that's right, 
that did happen in the comics. I completely forgot about it. And I like the way they did it too. Yeah. Like the way they like they kind of hinted at it throughout the movie. Yeah. And the like the big reveal, mm-hmm. the taking down of Zemo, and then that, and then of course the one line from the trailer. You know, Bucky's my friend, so was I. Yeah. You know, it it, it pull it tugs on your heartstrings, and you just feel that like which friend do you go to? The one that you've known the longest. Or the one you've been through the most. Yeah. And it's just that, that internal struggle that Captain has with it. And, ugh, and what, it's so good. It's and, such a good movie. And what you describe is the reason why it's overall a Captain America film. This isn't Avengers Civil War. This is Captain America Civil War. He is the leader of the Avengers, and he's the focal point for this entire thing. Like, it's not... You could argue that it's an Avengers sequel. It's like Avengers 2.5 or whatever you want to call it. But it really is about... Captain America and his role in all of this. It just happens to involve everybody. Exactly. Okay, I need to go on my five-minute tangent. Well, maybe not five minutes, but I need to go on my tangent again about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Holy shit, dude. He's so good in this movie. Oh, my God. You don't know how happy... I mean, he was in the film for, what would you say, 15 to 20 minutes, maybe? Roughly. Every time he was on screen was my favorite part, like... Tom Holland is so good. He's a young, he's 19. He's really good. The costume looks good. The characterization's good. I like the, like, when when Tony goes to Queens and it says Queens on the screen, the title card says Queens, I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, man. And then Aunt May, I, I don't know why people were bothered by Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. It doesn't matter. It's like, what's wrong with Aunt May being hot? It's It's whatever. It doesn't have to be. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to get. I don't want to get off on another tangent on my tangent here. But <laughs> uh, it's. I loved Spider-Man in this film so much. It was so well done. It's just made me so happy as a Spider-Man fan that like I have nothing against Sony because I mean they did give a Spider-Man one and Spider-Man two, but the last three Spider-Man films except well, basically Spider-Man two was really good, but. The, it's they they just mishandled the character and it just feels like Marvel's like here's how you execute this character. He's not the star of the film, although he's my favorite part of the film, but he is a factor in the film. He doesn't take over, but he isn't like taking a back seat. He's just it's just so well done. I'm like oh, the role that he has was perfect. Yeah. Because he, he didn't steal the film yeah. apart from you. Yes. But I'm extremely but biased. He, he, he added to it yes. and get, got you interested for his upcoming movie, just like they did with Black Panther, who was perfect. Yes. I'm really excited about Black Panther. I think the word that we're looking for is Spider-Man and Black Panther, their presence enhanced the film. Like, it didn't detract. It just made it better. It just made it that much better. It's so... He was so good. I'm, uh, and then my favorite part, as you know, is when... Spider-Man made the Empire Strikes Back reference when he's fighting Giant Man. I was just, oh, so I was, and then I, I'm not gonna lie. At the post-credit scene, when Spider-Man shines a little his little logo up on a ceiling, and it's a Spider-Man logo, I was like, oh. and then when it says Spider-Man will return, I'm like, oh, oh, it's back. It's good again. Uh. I'm Ugh, it, it's so well done. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Well. I had to do that again. <laughs> no, you're good. Hey, you're, you're the Spider-Man fan, so 
I can't wait for Ragnarok to see what they're going to do with Hulk. Okay, we'll, we'll that. yeah, we can talk about that when we're talking about what we're looking forward to coming up. Okay, <sighs> unfortunately, the next film we had to talk about was a letdown on for both of us because we were both really excited about this film. And we were really hoping this would dig DC out of the hole they've put themselves in. Unfortunately, it only added to the depth. And that would be Suicide Squad. Yep. It was... Very meh. Alright, let's do what we did with Batman vs. Superman. What did you like about it? Okay. Harley Quinn was very well done. She was the best part. I, I was a very big fan of her. Of course, uh, Will Smith is always fun to watch. Yeah, he's Will Smith. Yeah, I mean, he's not Deadshot. He, he was Will Smith, and that's... Yeah. That's just how he is. Yeah. What else? That was pretty much it. Like, the introduction of characters was, was alright. Was was pretty good. Like, the beginning, like, quarter of the movie was yeah. probably the best. And then Amanda Waller. Oh, my God. Amanda Waller was perfect. Yeah, she was... She was... Yeah. The best. As far as the plot goes involving these characters, we, uh, that's a little... Uh, we can talk about that in a second, but... We just take the characters as the characters. Yeah, I would say Will Smith... As Will Smith, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and Viola Davis as Amanda Waller were probably the best parts. I did like Captain Boomerang. I thought he was funny, like Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. He was funny. He was entertaining, but he didn't really do anything. What's another thing? I really was interested in Katana, like Karen Fukuyama as Katana. I really was like, what's her story? Unfortunately... Most of these characters got underutilized almost completely. It's okay. Let's uh, let's talk about what we didn't like about this film. Oh, where to start? Killer um, Croc was kind of dis- disappointing. Yeah, he didn't really do anything either. It's like I think that's the largest issue with this film was that what the fuck was going on? It's like what? Why? Why are we doing any of this? What are we doing? What's going on, Enchantress? What? This is ah, ah, it's just like what? I don't know, man. Like, like I'm sorry, but to spoil alert, the the ending scene with slow motion bomb throw and the slow motion gun throw and uh, it, it was so over the top cheesy. Like my buddy Mike and I were laughing in the theater at that part. Yeah. I just want to stress, I don't hate this film. I just was so disappointed in it. It looked like we talked about... So the first trailer for this film came out last year. Like, it came out for Comic-Con. And that first trailer was really good. I was really excited about it. But the more press and marketing that came about, I was like, "Mm, I hope this is good. And then the the whole lack of uh, Joker was... Oh yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. That's the that's the elephant in the room, is because they had all of what he had what all twelve words in the entire movie. Something stupid like the rumor is. I think you've heard this rumor, but the rumor is for anyone who was unaware, they shot like like almost an hour's worth of Joker footage, and they they cut it out mostly to about I would say fifteen minutes, like. It's so sad. Like people are like, "Is Jared Leto the worst Joker of all time?" It's like I don't think that's fair to label him as the worst Joker of all time because we barely got him. Like we didn't get enough of him. Like there's in statistical terms, there's not enough data to analyze. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just we're, we're giving like scraps. 
Yeah. That said, and then we're left to just let our minds go with whatever could have been. That said, I don't dislike this Joker from what little we got. I just don't like his aesthetic. Like, I don't like the tattoos, the grill. It's not even the outfits or the performance or the pale skin and green hair. That that, that doesn't bother me. I don't get his aesthetic. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to get from this guy. It's It just seems like they threw paint on a wall and, and were like, what sticks is basically. I, it just, it didn't seem very concentrated. It just seemed like spastic, which, I mean, maybe that's the Joker they're going for. It just didn't make any sense like there was no and this goes back to the limited screen time there was no motivation like i didn't get this joker i'm like why is he doing this what why is this joker the joker and stuff like that so and they they don't really give an explanation it's just yeah. hey this is a new joker it's redesigned and you're gonna like it yeah and that's pretty much all they gave us like the tattoos i'm kind of hit or miss on okay the grill apparently there's some backstory okay that Batman beat him up and, like, broke all of his teeth, which is why he has, like, the metal teeth in there now. Okay. So, whenever he goes to smile and he puts his hand up yeah, with the smile tattoo, that's why he does it, because he's super insecure, and that's why he's going after Batman. Okay. it's It might be unfair to compare him to Heath Ledger's Joker, but since, I mean, this is the first Joker since Heath Ledger's Joker, that Joker from The Dark Knight didn't get an origin story either. He, I mean, he, he gives his own different versions of an origin story. He recounts his origin story in different ways, in different versions, to different people. He doesn't have a conventional demonstration of an origin story, but you but you understand this character. Like, I feel like, like especially when he goes to the, the gangster meeting in the middle of the day at that, in that kitchen with, like, the gangsters of Gotham, you get that character. And he's only on screen for probably five minutes, but you get him immediately like he makes sense to me like he's like this is who i am but this joker i mean i don't know what i don't get him like i just didn't get it i don't know it just you didn't get enough to like joker and you didn't get enough to hate joker he was just kind of like an extra character that was kind of like doing yeah. his own thing throughout the movie yeah and that's that's the larger issue with this film it just felt like a bunch of characters doing their own thing but Working together, uh, it's... I don't know, man. It, we were really hoping, like I said at the beginning, we were really hoping that this film would right the ship for DC, but it, it was just another trip and fall on their part. It's... I don't know, man. Yeah, it's... I don't know, but it also comes into the point of, you know, like we mentioned earlier with Jesse Eisenberg as Luthor. Yeah. Where Leto is a, is a pretty good actor from what I know about. Oh, yeah. I, I've liked him in a lot of things. You know, and he would probably would have been made a great Joker, but they didn't, they took all the filming of him and completely, you know, trucked over it and picked out the last little remaining pieces and just kind of rode him into a hole. Okay, let me ask you this. The rumor is, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but the rumor is on this the solo Batman film, the it's going to be a remake of pretty much Arkham Asylum, where Joker's the main bad guy and Batman's locked in Arkham and he has to fight all his rogues. Would you be interested in Jared Leto coming back as the Joker? Yes, just to give him an actual chance of actually being the Joker. Yeah, okay, because so you're he not really had chance in the movie. So you're not you're not done with him. You're you're willing to give this dude another shot. Yeah, because. Again, like, they're saying they're releasing an extended cut with all the Joker scenes in it. Yeah. And that, and 
like you mentioned, Jared Leto wants to team up with Ben Affleck. I almost called him Batman. <laughs> ben Affleck to be in that movie. Yeah. And that would be awesome because I would love to give this guy a chance of actually being the Joker outside of what we were given yeah. in Suicide Squad. So and Let's give a little shout out to Ben Affleck again because he was also in this film for a little bit making a glorified cameo. And he was really – like just even the little bits with Batman in it. We're good. That's how good this Batman is so far. Yeah. And then, okay, I also have to say one more thing, and I'll let you speak because I know I've been dominating this part. My apologies. No, you're good. But the music cues. I think we talked about this before. I like a good soundtrack as just as much as the next guy. But it felt like every scene there was a music cue, and that's lazy storytelling in my opinion. You're letting the music set the tone. You're, you're letting the music do the heavy lifting when – the story should do the heavy lifting, and the music should enhance the story, not set the story. You know what I'm saying? Or set the tone. It's just, it's just lazy, in my opinion. Oh, that was just such a disappointing movie. It was. Okay, so the next film we're going to talk about hasn't come out yet, but it ends this age as far as I'm aware. It's kind of open-ended, but we can talk about it, and then we can talk about moving on. But what's coming out, and what are we looking forward to, and what, what... What potential superhero film we'd like to see? Okay, the next film is Doctor Strange. All all we've gotten are trailers. It comes out in a couple of months. I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really, really good. Dude, the fact that they got Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, like the fact they got him for it. Once I found out they signed him, yeah, I was all for it. Yeah, I dude. was completely sold on that movie with him as Doctor Strange because he's gonna nail. That personality. My, my one thing is I wish he would have kept his British accent, but I understand that Stephen Strange is American. But I think Benedict Cumberbatch has such a lovely voice that yep. it would have been nice to keep it, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll be all right. I'm just saying. What do you think the reaction is going to be? How do you think it's going to be accepted? Like This is the first instance of magic that we've gotten in this universe. How do you think the fans are going to react to Doctor Strange? I think it's going to be really good because... It's, it's one of those things where this is going to be the best way of doing it because he is strictly magic thing. Yeah. I, with the way it's being done, with the actor who's playing in it, I feel like it'll be, I, I think it'll go well. Yeah, I think that Marvel has built enough faith and cachet with us that, I mean, I was in it for Groot and Rocket, so Doctor Strange is a lot easier sell than a walking tree monster and a talking raccoon, so. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that it's going to be great I think that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be really good. I'm really curious to see how they deal with Baron Mordo. Apparently, they're friends right now, but eventually, as anyone who's familiar with the comic will tell you, Baron Mordo eventually becomes his nemesis. It's it's basically like a Obi-Wan, Anakin thing where they, they're brothers at first, but then they become arch nemeses and stuff like that. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's not going to change the game. I don't think it's going to be a Captain America Civil War. I think it's going to be an Ant-Man type film where it's just it's just his own thing and then but it's part of a larger thing I think it'll bring the genre into a new arena if you will and people will find it it's like oh not every superhero film has to be like every other superhero film they can do their own thing I, I was not very articulate in that so bear with me that's the best that's the best analogy like this is going to be the next Ant-Man yes it's going to be its own thing and its own separate, but it's going to be attached later on. Yeah, I... And it's going to be the same thing with Black Panther yeah. and all the other stuff that we have coming. Hopefully, hopefully, please to God, Fox will realize their mistakes and get with Marvel and be like, okay, 
we need to do the Fantastic Four. And if they do that, then we get Silver Surfer, which would be perfect for Infinity well, Sony and Marvel seem to be on better terms than Fox and Marvel have been. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's a toughie right there. But um, Again, that's what I'm saying. It's a hope and a prayer at this point. Yeah, uh, okay. So that concludes this age as far as we know. Let's talk about what's coming out. I have a list of films that are coming out up until 2020, and we can talk about them. I'll just read the list, and we can pinpoint the ones we're looking forward to, all right? Okay. Okay, so from here on until 2020, we have Wolverine 3, which is rumored to be Old Man Logan, Deadpool 2, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, The Flash, Avengers Infinity War, Justice League, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Aquaman, Captain Marvel, and Shazam. Now, I think that's what? That's like 10 films? It's like I'd say about 12, 13 films over four years. So it's about we're, we're going to be getting about three films, three or four three films a year. year. Yeah. What jumps out at you on that list? Well, Thor Ragnarok, because they're going to bring the Hulk back, and there's going to be, you know, an illusion, if not an intro, into Planet Hulk. Which is a fantastic Hulk storyline, by the way. If, if you've ever been any kind of curious about the kind of character that the Hulk is, like, now in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. pick that up. Okay. A little bit of allusion back to previous adventures and whatnot, but you won't be lost, and it is, oh, it's a phenomenal read. Yeah, what, basically what they did is Universal owns the rights to Hulk, the Hulk films. It's kind of their backdoor into making a Planet Hulk film. Like, if they wanted to make a Planet Hulk film, Universal would have had to do it. But since they own Hulk as part of a member of the Avengers, they can still use him as, like, a companion to another Avenger. It's... It's all a bunch of technicality bullshit, but this is as close as we're playing a wow, film I completely was more ever about, I completely forgot that Universal still has a Hulk, and that's why we haven't had a good Hulk film. Yeah, I'm obviously excited about. Spider-Man. I'm obviously excited about Spider-Man: Homecoming. I saw pictures of the Shocker this morning, which I'm like, oh, okay, that looks cool. Um, Deadpool two, obviously, I'm really excited about. Wolverine three, Old Man Logan, eh, I'm. Um, um, um. I'm hopeful because they're, apparently they're taking lead with with Deadpool being R-rated. Yeah, and they're gonna apply that to Wolverine, which is perfect because anyone who's read an actual Wolverine comic mm-hmm. knows that these are not supposed to be PG-13 movies. They're supposed to be R-rated, like yeah. blood, guts, terror, slashing. You know the whole King Caboodle language out the wazoo. Okay. Like, there, like, there's a comic series about Wolverine going to hell. Like, the actual hell with the actual devil himself. Speaking so, of Deadpool, are you worried about a Deadpool sequel not being able to recapture the magic of the first one? Oh, not at all. Because with Ryan Reynolds at the forefront of all of this, yeah, he's making sure that this is being done right. And he's been a fan of Deadpool since Marvel came to him and asked him if they could use him as a reference in the comics. And he is all about it, and he wants to make sure it's done right, which is why he put so much time and effort into this past film. Yeah. So I, feel, I feel like it, they're they're going to continue a pretty steady stream of solid Deadpool movies as long as Ryan Reynolds is involved. Oh, okay. I forgot to add this to the list. I think we made this mistake last time. I forgot about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 coming out next year. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's going to be a nice big setup for Infinity War. Yeah, uh, Marvel hasn't confirmed it, but Vin Diesel kind of confirmed it 
that uh, Guardians are going to be in Infinity War. How do you feel about, like we said, it's going to be like, the rumor is like 50 characters or something, some ridiculous number like that. I have faith, but maybe they're being a little too, like Icarus, flying too close to the sun. Like maybe they're risking, maybe they're going too high up, but I don't know. It's going to be really good to see what Thanos can finally do. Like we know as comic book fans how powerful Thanos is. But I want to see how strong is he? How can he like I think I mentioned this last time we did this. I just want to see the Hulk versus Thanos. Like that is the fight I've been looking forward to. I want to see a slugfest between these two and I want to see if Thanos can give Hulk. I mean, Hulk in so far in these films hasn't really been given an equal as far as strength. I mean, technically I don't need to tell you this. But Hulk technically has no limit on his strength. Can Thanos fuck with the Hulk? That is what I want to see. See, this, this is the thing. Because Thanos is in his own, is in the league of his own. He's a god, I mean, basically. For lack of a better phrase, yeah. Because the Celestials and the rest of, like, the powers of the universe. Like, yeah. the, the physical embodiments of powers of the universe. Mm-hmm. The people who have been there since the origins of the universe. Yeah. When Thanos comes into play... Everyone shits their pants. Like, yeah. he is the code Omega Red, bad on the hatches, we're about to get fucked. Yeah. Character. Like, this is a dude you do not fuck with. But even then, Thanos has said on multiple occasions, you know, out of all the people that I've encountered, the Hulk is one that I strive to avoid. Yeah. Now, granted, does that mean he's scared of the Hulk? He's not scared. He's just not worth the headache. He... <laughs> he Exactly. He understands how strong the Hulk can be. Yeah. And he understands the force that's behind him. Yeah. So whenever he encounters the Hulk, he either tries to trick him with his... Because we also forget, Thanos is manipulative to the nth degree. Yeah. Like, he's he's super crazy intelligent. He's a mastermind, manipulative, and just a walking nuclear powerhouse. Yeah. So, when it comes to the Hulk, he tries to divert and trick and slide past him. Because when it comes to a slugfest, Thanos will ultimately win, but it's going to take... Yeah. It's, it's going to take him the whole nine yards to finally get that first down with the Hulk. Yeah. Like, that's all that... He's going to be fighting tooth and nail. Okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp... Was no, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, I can't get on you for going off on tangents because I'm the king of that. Ant-Man and the Wasp looks really good. I'm really interested to see what they do with that. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel? Fuck yeah. Oh, because I remember when they first announced that Ronda Rousey was looking for the role. Yeah, I I just don't know if Ronda Rousey has the acting chops to carry a film quite yet. I'm not saying she's incapable. I just don't know. But Brie Larson as Captain Marvel is going to be awesome. Because she has the acting... She, won, she just she won an Academy back. Award for the for Room, yeah. Because always that from Rhonda is... We've had Expendables, yeah. and then we had Fast and Furious. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, she hasn't really done much else. As much as I would love for her to be Captain Marvel, as much as... Like, she would be perfect for the role, if I could be completely honest. Mm-hmm. If she had more acting under her belt, yeah. she would have nailed it. Yeah. She would she would be perfect in that role, but I'm relinquishing to Brie. Brie Larson, yes. I'm relinquishing to her just because she has the, the pedigree. She has more credentials. Yeah. There we go. Her resume looks better. Okay, let's switch to DC. Next film they have coming out is Wonder Woman. Do you think Wonder Woman can write the ship? 
I got to say for me, if this doesn't do it, I don't think anything will. Because I think that this is a legitimate shot at some kind of redemption on their part. Agree. I mean, but that's a problem that DC's had is, you know, it's going to be Batman versus Superman. That's what's going to fix it, and we're going to be on top. And then it flops. It's like, okay, we have Suicide Squad, and that that's going to be the right movie, and that that's what's going to bring us back on top. <laughs> and, it, and it is very mediocre. So I, I don't want to say I have high hopes. But yeah. I don't want to say I'm ditching it. I'm just, I'm going to see it when I see it. I'm not going to go to any more midnight showings for DC because I'm tired of wasting my time on it. I want it to be good. I genuinely yeah. want to see a good DC movie. And if Wonder Woman flops, then they're done. That, that, that's it. They yeah. are completely done and out the run. Because that was the best part coming out of Batman vs. Superman apart from Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. If Wonder Woman flops, yeah. Then they're done. That's toast and they can pack up their bags and go home. Yeah, I also neglected to mention the next Batman solo movie, which, I mean, I think that's obviously coming out after Justice League movie, obviously. But I really think that if Wonder Woman doesn't do it, I, I, I think they might need to reevaluate everything. Like, they, I don't know how many more flops. Like, I, I just don't even know. Like, I'm looking at their list of Flash, Aquaman. I think they're making a Cyborg movie. They're making a shazam movie they're making a solo batman movie it's like look guys suicide squad was strike three if you strike out a fourth time i don't know if we're gonna be letting y'all get up to bat anymore man y'all might need to reevaluate everything well you saw the release footage of the rock as black adam was that official i think that was official Hmm. i have no doubt that the rock is going to deliver in almost anything i just don't know like you can follow up yeah and shazam is like years off i think that's like 2019 we got a while before that comes out so yeah. i don't know man uh I, the point is a lot of people get labeled as marvel fanboys it's not that we only like marvel it's the fact that dc hasn't given us anything substantial to support you know what i'm saying Exactly. And it's it's been a while since they gave us anything to support. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've talked about what is coming, what's something that I didn't list that you would like to see? Like, what's something... Obviously, another Hulk movie would be probably your number one, right? Yeah. Obviously, Hulk is number one. No, a good, solid Hulk movie through Marvel Studios would be ideal. Yeah. But I, I will buy my time and I will patiently sit and wait until that arrives. I think, right off the bat, touched on this a little earlier, I really want Fantastic Four to go back to Marvel. I I would just love to see what Marvel Studios could do with the proper Fantastic Four. Like, I think Fantastic Four only fits in what they're doing right now. Like, because it's kind of silly, but it's taken very seriously. And I really think only Marvel has demonstrated the capacity to nail that. Yep. Obviously, and I'm extremely biased on this, and I, I mentioned this to you a long time ago, a Spider-Verse film with Tom Holland as Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire back has his version of Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield as his version of Spider-Man, and they could bring Emma Stone back as yeah, Spider-Gwen. Yeah, they could bring in Donald Glover as Spider-Man since there was such a huge following for him to be Spider-Man. Well, he's going to be in the new Spider-Man Homecoming. I think he's playing a teacher, so I think he might be a little too old. I think he's like, hypothetically, if they made this film, he would probably be in his late 
late 30s by the time this film came out. So the ideal hypothetical would be dope if they could pull it along. Yeah, uh, they. I, I just think they could find a younger actor like as a Miles Morales, but. That is my dream. Like, I would love... I think I would... I think I would lose my fucking mind if they could pull that off. Like, that's even... That would be even bigger than Civil War for me. That would be huge. Like... That would be your personal Civil War. Yeah, and it's just the fact that the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man didn't get a satisfying conclusion. Obviously, since Spider-Man 3 was a shitbag. And then the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man... Like I said earlier with Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was in it. I was like, okay, I think I want to see more of this character. And then they, they let it go. I, I really want both of those adaptations, those versions to have satisfactory conclusions. But they never got them. And I think a Spider-Verse film could do that. That would be awesome. What Anything, anything else you can think of? Not off the top of my head. Oh, for anyone who is paying attention or listening... And you see the Planet Hulk animated film? Disregard it. It's awful compared to the comic. Don't watch it. Please save yourself the headache. Grab the comic and read it. Don't watch the animated film. Wait till Marvel Studios does it. Hopefully they will, but we'll see. <laughs> That's gonna do it. I can't believe I can't believe we're finally at the end here. Hopefully this one will get won't be lost as well, because if this is lost, I'm I'm just gonna give up with everything. Um Dude, after this Save it to your hard drive, save it to your computer, save it to a thumb drive. Like, save it as many times and as many places as possible. Yeah, alright, man. I I know I said this at the beginning. I, I want to say it again. Thank you so much. We really made it. We made it through this journey. We we covered about three to four decades of material here. We both love this genre. We both love these characters so much that, I mean, we could have talked all day about several of these films. And... It's just I'm I'm so happy that we we got to do this and I'm so happy you took time out of your day to do it and I'm so glad you were on board like you had no hesitation of doing any of this and I I'm I'm eternally grateful my brother. Hey, I'm just happy to be a part of it and just to actually take this journey with you and actually have it recorded for you know later on when we get older and look back on it and just yeah. you know it's just one of those, I'm I'm just happy to be a part of it man and I'm just have you included here with us maybe uh maybe in a few years if i'm still doing this we can uh we could follow up and see where we were right and see where we were wrong with these upcoming films i'm down just let me know all right guys <laughs> this will do it for the history of the superhero film genre thank you all for listening and i hope you enjoy all right i love you man i'll talk to you later all right love you too buddy bye